Hi, superstars. Welcome back to another episode in the Awesome Overflow series. This is your Awesome Overflow for March of 2022. I'm joined this month by Rebecca Hoffer. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. I have to tell you, I was thinking about you so much, not just because we were getting ready to record, but also because literally five minutes ago, I just got off of an onboarding call with Megan from Olive in June, (laughs) who is coming on as a new sort of awesome sponsor, and I'm so excited. I am so excited. I... I, this this is a good fit. It's a good fit for the show. <laughs> it is. It really is. And she was taking the time to, you know, walk me through the whole system and like how the poppy works and like all of these other things. And I was like, yes. And I wanted to say, I already know. Rebecca already told me all of this. <laughs> In fact, the day that they sent my um, sponsor materials, their manicure system and a, a ton of polishes, we happened to be having a sort of awesome meeting and you're like, um, can we have bonus meeting time where you <laughs> unbox all of your Olive and June for me? Yeah. I was Which like, we did do, didn't we? Yeah. I was like, I'm going to immediately need you to show me every color that you got. And then not only did I have you show me the colors, but- yep. Superstars, I tried to guess the names of the colors based off of her just holding them up. I how many you got like a lot of colors. Didn't you get like I got six, so many colors? Or something? I think I got sixteen colors. Okay. Yes. So out of sixteen colors, I think I if I'm remembering correctly, I think I guessed seven of them correctly. Yes. I was a little disappointed in myself that it was only seven. <laughs> but I would but if I'm remembering correctly, I think I only owned maybe like three or four of them that seven, which means I was still able to correctly identify colors that I do not even own. So It's so true. um, On one hand, I was disappointed in myself, but on the other hand, I was like, well, you still performed okay. So... Lori Lynn, our social media manager, was on that call too. We just had so much fun even just talking about the colors. So also, Rebecca, I don't know if you have tried, if you've mentioned this, and I have just like in the craze of everything forgotten, please forgive me. Have you tried their press-on nails? I have not. I have used press-on nails one time in the past, and it was an okay experience, but I wasn't super excited about trying them again, I think. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she asked me, she was like, now, did you get our press-on nails? And I was like, no. I mean, y'all sent me the manicure set and a ton of polishes, but I don't have any of the press-on nails. And she was like, oh, I'm going to put some in the mail for you so you can try them. I was like, I have not tried press-on nails since I was in middle school using those Lee press-on nails from Walmart. (laughs) But yeah, I'm excited. I'll try anything. I will report back. I'm so looking forward to this. Anyway, this is not even the ad part. I'm just saying like it was a really fun call to have. Usually Rebecca's sponsor onboarding is not my favorite thing. It's usually just somebody from the company like telling me the history of their company and reading through the ad points with me, which I'm like, okay, I've been doing this a long time. I think I got it. Um, But this was the first video one I have done. And it was really fun to meet with. Again, her name was Megan. So that kind of, you know, bonus there. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I am still so obsessed with Olive and June. And 
I stand firm that I do not think that it is actually for everyone. I do, I do not think that every single person is going to reach my level of obsession. <laughs> but sure. I am excited to see like what you think and how you like it. Um, I can't I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what color you try first. All of it. <laughs> That's the complete decision overwhelm. I'm like looking at all these gorgeous colors. I'm like, do I want to go springy? Do I want to go neutral? Do I want to do something bold? I mean, the great thing is I can just switch it up. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, And that was a lot more uh, tame, I'm sure, of a sponsor onboarding call than if I had had one with Foria Wellness, which is our <laughs> sexual and intimate products sponsor, which, by the way, I never had to do a sponsor onboarding call with them. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Every single time I do one of those ad reads, I'm like, I just have to pretend like I'm a different person. I'm like, was I just have to have an out-of-body experience. Well, was to get there ever it. a moment where you, I mean... You get to approve the ads, right? Like I you're, did. You're not being held at gunpoint to do these, right? I did. Okay. No. It, we have an amazing person at Cloud10, and she, even if anything's questionable, she'll text me and be like, is this okay? When she texted me about For Your Wellness, I didn't go to the website or anything. She just said, it's CBD sexual wellness. And I thought, I genuinely thought it was like a supplement you take or something. I did not know mm. the depth. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice one. <laughs> of the intended use of the product. <laughs> I, You know, there's so many CBD products on the market these days. I didn't know like what we were talking about. And I certainly didn't know how explicit the brand would want the ads to be. So <laughs> that's been a real treat. <laughs> Fantastic. So, well, before we get into our conversation, welcome superstars. This is our monthly installment of Awesome Overflow, where we just kind of sit down and chat and catch up on all of the things that have been going on in life. Some of this stuff, maybe like more to the story of what we've mentioned on the on the main show, um, personal life stuff, all of those types of things. So we've had a number of new superstars join us, and I want to say welcome to all of you. There are months upon months of Awesome Overflows that you can go back and listen to to get more inside scoop from us, uh, going back at least to Nico's pregnancy. Remember when I used to do updates oh, on yeah. my pregnancy with him? <laughs> pregnancy updates every month. Oh, those were fun. Now he's about to turn three. No, he's so, not. No. Yes. No. In June, he will be three. Oh, my word. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, okay. So, Rebecca, one thing that I have talked to you about a little bit that I want to share with the superstars because I would love to get their feedback on this too, is this sort of intersection of your social media life and your in-person family and community life, Mm -hmm. okay? So you know this story. I'm going to share it for the superstars. A couple of weeks ago, it's been like probably a month ago now that this happened, I made a little TikTok. It was like Oh, it was a, like a really short one. It was one of those where you just like find a picture that represents like if I were a drink, I'd be and it's like a picture of a drink. If I were a meal, if I were a room, like all these like random things. It reminded me so much of the old days, old, old days of Facebook when we would all like do these like lists and, you know, like these memeable like 10 things about me and we tag people. I'm talking like over a decade ago. <laughs> right. In this This particular TikTok trend just had that like old school social media feel to it. So I did it. I took like 15 minutes 
did this little TikTok, put it on, didn't put it on any other social media, just put it on TikTok. Well, the first thing that happened, this was like at night, I was just about to go to bed. The first thing that happened is AJ, our 14 year old was texting me. Now my phone goes on do not disturb at 10. So she was texting me, it was after 10. And she was like, why aren't you answering me? I know you're up. I saw you just posted a TikTok. (laughs) Busted. So yes, I actually wasn't even getting those notifications. And I didn't get them until the next next morning. Because my phone was on do not disturb. I literally just like put together this little TikTok and went to bed. Mm -hmm. And so here I have these texts from her the next morning that my TikTok, we do not follow each other on TikTok. I do not know what her TikTok screen name or handle is. She can probably guess mine, but we don't follow each other. But here it has shown up in her for you page feed, which I was like, that's weird, right? Because like, why would we be why why would I show up there? I don't create the kind of content that she likes that the algorithm is going to serve her naturally on her for you page. So I saw this in the morning, I was talking to her about it, we were both like feeling so cringe about it. She was feeling cringy that her mom is posting something on TikTok. I'm feeling (laughs) cringy because like, I don't post a lot on TikTok, but in my mind, Rebecca, in my plans, in my mind, I like to think, here's one place I could post something and it would be like not for the consumption of like the general audience, right? A little more anonymous, except that it's like 100% not anonymous because <laughs> it has your face and your name. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, right. But I know what you mean. You're kind of like, no, this is just for me. And for like yes. randos out there that come across it, I'm not, I'm not advertising this to like everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like this is a place just for me. Again, I hardly ever post on there, but in my mind, I've thought like I could do this or that. And I'm not thinking about it being attached to like sort of us and the brand. Um, you know, like on Instagram, a lot of people f- that are in my actual in-person community follow me. My priest follows me on Instagram, our deacon from our church. Like it kind of, you know, it gives me pause about some of the things I might post because I don't know, I guess because I care too much about (laughs) what people think. I don't know. So anyway, that was a little startling that, that, that my TikTok had shown up on her For You page. Then, as that very morning, as we were all, you know, rushing around here getting ready, her friends start sending her screenshots that my TikTok had shown up on their For You pages, eighth graders. Now, again, there is nothing like, you know, off color or anything. This was like a super wholesome TikTok. Right, 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 right. But then she's really embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. We're like, why and how is this happening? So I took it to the Sort of Awesome Voxer group where the Sort of Awesome team, we talk about all kinds of things, including show the business of the show. And I told you guys about it. And Rebecca, you helped me unlock the mystery <laughs> of why my TikTok, my 44-year-old white lady TikTok was showing up in the For You page feed for these kids. And you helped me to discover what my settings were that needed to be adjusted. In your privacy settings, there are places where you can indicate if you want your account and your videos to be recommended to contacts in your phone. Yes! (laughs) 
And you had that marked as, yes, please do that. I had, I didn't even know these settings existed and it defaults to yes. So every possible way that I could share my contact with anybody that I've ever even like made eye contact with at the grocery store, apparently, my TikToks are going out to all of these people. And I was like, I want to die right now, first of all. Secondly, I do feel like such an old person that's like, I didn't even think to check my privacy settings. <laughs> and then thirdly, it really did. I mean, I immediately, mm-hmm. immediately changed all of those mm-hmm. to do not show my contact to, yeah. my, inf- my uh, content to any of my contacts. So I could adjust that. But it really gave me pause. And it really got me thinking about like this whole conundrum for those of us who share things publicly because of audience, because of brand, because of whatever, like it's part of our job, as opposed to being able to share something just for us as a person, as a as a user of a social media platform, and how it can get a little complicated sometimes. Yeah, I I can definitely relate to that. And I have often felt like I had like that I kind of wanted some space on the internet to be like my private space. And um, that's just not really possible. (laughs) It's just not. I mean, social media, like it's like in the name that you're going to be social with it. So it's like not designed for you to be private. This is a story. I didn't even tell you this. But one time I got this like crazy idea that maybe I could make some sort of like Target themed account to share Target recommendations for people. Okay. Based off of like following hat I don't know. I was gonna like repost people's photos. This is this is a terrible idea. But I was gonna like <laughs> repost people's photos that they were sharing of like their target finds. And it could be like a target like fan account of sorts, but maybe I could like okay. use affiliate links. Anyway, I I thought this was a good idea for approximately uh-huh. three hours. Okay. <laughs> I created the account. And Wait, that's like, <laughs> I cannot stop laughing. That's one of the most relatable things you've ever said to me. I I am tracking with that so hard. <laughs> okay. So I created the account and I was talking to one of my in real life friends that I do a lot of blogging and social media communication with. And I was telling her, hey, I came up with this idea. And she said, oh, yeah, I got a notification on my phone that you created this account. And I was like, what? what? You got oh, a, my gosh. Like, I think, like, I think I probably use my same email address or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then yeah. My, my brother-in-law followed the account, like, instantaneously. Oh my and I was like, no, oh, no, 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 no. This is just supposed to be, like, 100%, like, anonymous, like, a side thing. Like, right. why, why is Instagram, like, blowing this up to, like, everybody that I know? No, 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 oh, no. I just wanted to gosh. play around with something. So, like I said, good idea for three hours. An hour 3.5, that thing was already deleted. I was like, this is embarrassing. Yes. Yes. It does make me um, 
think of the popularity in a long time ago online life, how popular things like LiveJournal and Tumblr were, because you really could, to some extent, be anonymous. Um, you didn't, ha- it wasn't something that was automatically shared with all of your contacts. You could use whatever screen name, you could use whatever avatar you wanted. There was very low expectation for you to be your real self on Mm -hmm. Tumblr or Mm -hmm. on LiveJournal. To some extent, Reddit is still like that. A lot of people have Reddit accounts that they never share their Reddit name with. But Reddit is so limited. It's so just text-based, which is great and fine. And I spend a lot of time on Reddit. But it's not quite the same as creating your own content. It's more of a conversation place than it is a place to be like, look at this thing that I made, or here's a thing that I found that I think is funny right. kind of um, platform, I guess you could say. So, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, I think this idea of trying to like carve out almost like a private space for you on the internet. I mean, it's just not possible. I just don't, I don't think, it I just don't think it's possible. And I can certainly yeah. understand the appeal to it. I mean, even just recently, like, okay, I have friends that I know who have told me that, they would post more on social media if it wasn't for fill in the blank of s- people who are following them. And I'm yes. like, you need to block those people. You know, like it's it's tricky, right? Like you mm-hmm. it's people have like I think people kind of like can put you in a box of what they yes. expect from you and for yes. what they think is appropriate for you. Yes. And if you like take a step out of that box it can make people feel a little uncomfy and I recently had a situation (laughs) where I um, was sharing some major excitement over the fact that Harry Styles announced that he has a new album that he is Mm -hmm. releasing which by the way oh my word I can't even it's like (laughs) it's like such a big deal so I I wanted to share this, okay? But, like, that alone, like, I would share so much more of my thoughts, my feelings, my opinions, Harry updates in general. I would share so much more of that if I had a space that I could designate as, like, okay, like, I know that, like, my husband's coworkers are not going to follow this account. Like, only people who are actually interested in Harry Styles are going to follow this account. And I can talk to that audience because I'm not. Yes. Like when I'm talking on my social media, it's like you're you're broadcasting to an entire football stadium. When really like the message that you're sending is really just for people in section like 101. Right. Like 105. Like like those are the hairy people that you want to be talking to. You don't need to talk to the whole stadium. And so sometimes like when I talk about Harry Styles in particular, I'll say things like, if you're new here, I'm really obsessed with Harry Styles. But like or like I've done this, too, with um, Bachelor content. I'll say, like, if you're new, um, I talk about The Bachelor. If it's not your thing, just go on by. Like I, I try not to be obnoxious with it. So like it's not like you don't need to unfollow me for today. Like I know this might not be your jam, but like. Just for yeah. a second, here we're going to talk about this. Yes, I wish that you could just like kind of have that like little space. But anyway, so I was you know talking to the whole football stadium about Harry Styles' new album, and one thing that he did is he released like a little promo video that had some music in it. And okay. right away when I listened to this and watched this promo video, I was like this is in reverse. Like you can kind of just like hear that tonal shift in some of these sounds that it sounds like this is in reverse. And 
um, almost right away then, somebody on TikTok reversed the video and played it. And yes, it in fact sounds like this beautiful psalm when it's like in reverse or when it's right. when like the reverse was yeah, yeah, yeah. the right way. Right. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I really want to share the little promo video. And then I want to share the video actually going the correct way. And I was having trouble figuring out how to share the video yeah. I was trying to save it. It was in a tweet. Finally, I figured out that I could actually share the tweet to my Instagram story. And so I okay. did it. I didn't even really think about it, but there was text in the tweet that had sure. a swear word in it. Okay. And I okay. didn't really think about it. I mean, I was mm-hmm. kind of aware that it was there, but I was more worried about a TikTok that I was going to share later. I mean, this is getting so convoluted, but I was going to share another TikTok later in my story that had a lot of swearing in it. And I was already thinking about, OK, I'm going to do a language warning and then the yeah. captions will bleep out the swear word. And I was like concentrating so much on that. that I wasn't uh-huh. even really thinking that the tweet had text in sure. it with a swear word. Yes. OK, so fast forward several hours later after I published this and um, somebody near and dear to me whom I love and respect uh, is like um, you need to take that down like what I know yeah. that these are not your words uh-huh. but like do something and I <laughs> was number one I was a little bit embarrassed because like I hadn't even thought about it like I, right. I could have like scribbled over it like in stories i could have like put a yeah. sticker over it to bleep it out mm-hmm. but i truly mm-hmm. did not even think about it also sure i mean i watch a lot of tiktok okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how many how many tiktoks do you see if you're scrolling for like i don't know two minutes how many of them have swear words in them uh like 95 percent of them see i mean maybe it's just our for you pages but i'm kind of like you know between tiktok and then the romance books i'm reading i uh-huh. feel like the edge has been you're, taken you're off little... of the f word a little bit for me i'm just like okay well yeah. yeah and it's like not yeah. my words so i was a little embarrassed that i hadn't thought about it but then i also was like okay but i'm also like a 40 year old grown woman Yes. And now somebody else here in my life is like censoring what I'm publishing on social media. Yes. And it wasn't even my words. Right. Oh, it just was uncomfy. I didn't like it. I didn't like that what I put out into the world made somebody else feel like so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, you know, unsettled with that. Like that doesn't feel good. Right. Yes. Also, yeah. that person like, wasn't sitting in section like 105 Harry Styles lover section either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like yes. That, it's like the danger of like when you're putting things out there to like the whole stadium when really you're just talking to one section. It's it's so I tricky. Know. I know. And I'm sure that there are superstars who are listening whose lives are much more integrated than mine and they would just be like, "Well, who cares if your priest sees that you use the f-word or whatever?" Um that's tr- if that's true to who you are, then that's you should be fine with everyone in your life knowing that this is like the true picture of who you are. And I hear you and I hope someday to evolve to that <laughs> mindset. <laughs> To become an enlightened being who's like, this is me and all of my glory, love it or leave it. I just haven't gotten to that point yet. Like, I just don't even want to have, I think my thing is like, I don't want to have any follow up, like conversations like you did with somebody kind of calling you out 
if it, it would be one thing if I was just like totally authentic and shared all of my stuff on social media and then just like I just put it out there and that was it. <laughs> don't want I do not want to have any call out conversations I I'm sorry I just don't (laughs) well and I have said this before and I will say this a million times over and trust me people in my real life do not understand this because I've had conversations with people in my real life but I am much more uncomfortable with people in my real life oh for sure observing, reading, hearing my vulnerable words than I am strangers on the internet. And they're like, absolutely, yes. I don't get that. And I'm like, well, you don't get it because like Aunt Sally knows me so much more intimately than I know Aunt Sally. It's like an imbalance in relationship. Yes. I've run into people at church who are like, oh, hi, how are you? I just love watching your videos on Instagram. I just feel like I know you so much. And I'm like, I didn't even know that she knew my name. Like, right. there's this yeah. imbalance of intimacy. And when it's with a stranger, I don't know. That's, like, expected or it's understood or it's, yeah. it's I don't know. It's it's a little, it feels a little more consensual than when it's with somebody who's, like, in your real life. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's the same thing for, like, if you... I don't know if this happens in in areas of the country outside of where I live, but it's not uncommon for when you're at the grocery store for the checker to be like, hey, how's your day going? Or what are you going to use this for? Just like make chit chat Mm -hmm. conversation. And so, you know, sometimes you might have an experience where you're having like a really bad day and the Trader Joe's person is like, hey, how's your day? And you feel like you can tell them, well, it's kind of shitty. And here's why. And there's no stakes there. You know, like they might go get you a bouquet of flowers and be like, I'm sorry, you're having a bad day. Here you go. I hope things turn around for you. And then that's it. The conversation's over. And there's like, it's so low stakes, but because they are a stranger, you feel like, okay, I can actually be honest with them for a second. Um, As opposed to, you know, sometimes if you bump into a friend on the street, and they're like, hey, how's it going? You know, there's like, like a weird different dynamic where you might just be more like, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm busy. You know how it is. It's it's tricky. It's, it's tricky. And it is, it's cracking me up that not only are you experiencing some like, I'm like public on the internet, like weirdness. uh, You're not just experiencing, you're not experiencing that around like anything sort of awesome related, but it's like something that, is like so small and inconsequential that you're like, yes, wait, can I just, can I just be like alone over here for a little bit? Oh, I'm sorry. Right. (laughs) I do have an interesting social media related thing that I wanted to say real fast too. Um, So, you know, when Daisy was on sort of awesome earlier this year, I think, or maybe, I don't know. At some point she was on sort of awesome and talking about how, She's not on TikTok anymore. She took TikTok off of her phone. And um, I was like really surprised by that. Now, she does still have Instagram. And she's always like, I should take Instagram off my phone. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And she'll take it off for like a day. And then she gets back on there. Well, then a couple of weeks ago, just actually more recently than that, I think, AJ told me that she had taken TikTok off of her phone. And both girls of their own free will and volition Mm -hmm. had said, it just, it takes too much time. I lose track of time. It's not bringing anything good to my life. You know, various reasons, but they self-regulated and realized, 
TikTok isn't good for me right now, so I'm just going to take it off my phone. Which I was like, oh my gosh, you know, we spend, as parents, we spend so much time thinking about wringing our hands, worrying over our kids and their interactions with social media. And again, this, these were the decisions they totally made on their own, but they were able to regulate and be like, yeah, I don't think this is good. I'm going to take it off. Maybe not forever, but for now, I don't want to have TikTok on my phone, which I was like. Okay. You know, this gives me hope. It makes me think even back to like the body positivity movement and like the incredible toxic environment that we grew up in in the 90s with uh, with our bodies and the messages that we received about our bodies. And then you you compare that to maybe like this addictive, again, toxic relationship that we have with social media. But like the generation coming up behind us has embraced body positivity and high-waisted jeans. Praise the Lord for that. <laughs> and, and, you know, they they're turning the tables and they're saying no we're not dealing with that that's not what that's not the vibe we're going for here and mm-hmm. it just makes me hopeful it's not the vibe maybe <laughs> maybe they're going to have like a better relationship with the internet yeah. um as well i hope so Ugh. i sure do hope so <laughs> me yes too. me yeah too. Wow. Okay. Well, I had a lot, a lot more words on that than I thought I was going to. So, um, tell me what you've been into lately. I feel like we haven't gotten a chance to catch up on anything. So I, I only knew because you had kind of given me a little preview that the Harry Styles album was coming. I'm oh, sure that's word. big news in your world. Okay, it is such big news. When is this being released? This week, this last, these last days of March. Okay. Okay. Well, the the new the new single is coming on April first. Okay. Oh, yes. But it's being released at midnight UK time, which means that we will actually be getting it on Thursday, okay. Thursday evening. So yeah. I am so excited. I'm also incredibly nervous. I don't know what to expect. He's like crazy. I never know. I'm always like like watching like with like one eye closed like are you gonna do something like really inappropriate like what is happening here um i'm i definitely will be previewing it before showing the music video to my children because you just never you just never know what you're gonna get um yes but i'm so excited can i tell you like a really brief like easter eggy thing about um harry styles Yes, okay, please. Okay, so you know how Swifties, like Taylor Swift, she does these Easter egg things like and oh, yes. all over the place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, for Halloween, Harry had two concerts, okay? And he said, we're going to dress up in costumes for these concerts. So for the first concert, he dressed up as Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Okay. Which was quite the look. <laughs> uh-huh. And, yes. And what is Dorothy's famous saying? There's no place like home. There's no place like home. His right. album is called Harry's House. <gasps> really? Yes. And it was written all during the pandemic. I'm so excited to like, hear about all of the revelations that he had, the inspiration he had during the pandemic, you know, learning to appreciate what's important, all that stuff. So, yeah. you, you know, he's home. In his right. house, okay. Mm-hmm. On night two, he dressed up as um, a clown, and okay. a clown—the type of like clown costume that is um, like old-fashioned days—related to uh, 
April Fool's Day, which is the day that he drops his first yes. single. Yes. What? So here we go. <laughs> his Halloween costumes were a hint. Okay. I love it. I'm so excited. That's so funny. Okay, but something else that is making me very excited is that I just restarted my Kindle Unlimited subscription. I took a break, and I before I took a break from Kindle Unlimited, I um, loaded up my Kindle with 10 ebooks because you can... Uh, check out 10 at a time through Kindle Unlimited. Um, and then if you put your Kindle on like airplane mode and turn off the Wi-Fi, Amazon won't be yes. able to steal them back. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, yes. Such a um, great hack. Sometime in the fall, I had done that and I had loaded up my Kindle and then I kind of took a break. I was reading a little bit on my Kindle every here, every now and then. I also was doing some reading through like Hoopla or like the Libby app with my library. I got some library mm-hmm. books. Um, some amazing followers have sent me books and I read those. And I Love was kind of like, I had it on my list of things that I needed to do before I could start up Kindle Unlimited again. You know, like I need to like get through these at a minimum, get through the books that were already on my phone Mm -hmm. or sorry, on my Kindle. So I finally did that. I restarted my Kindle Unlimited subscription and I am so excited about some books that I have been waiting to dive into. Can I tell you about a couple? Please do. Yes. Okay. So warnings galore. Number one, these are all going to be open door and probably extremely spicy. I I don't know. I haven't read them. I don't know if they're good or not. So I might not ever recommend these books after reading them, but this is what I have on my list that I am interested in reading. Also, I feel like I've taken like a bit of a rom-com. I I was reading a lot of rom-com-y types of romance and Mm -hmm. I'm craving something a little bit, a little bit darker, a little bit grittier. Yeah. Yes. Something with a little bit more meat on the bones. So here are some of the books that I have waiting for me on my Kindle. Okay. One is called Still Beating by Jennifer Hartman. This was recommended to me in a TikTok about trauma bonding. Oh my gosh, you love that trope. Oh my word. Now, okay. It's like my least favorite thing. Now, I've only ever read one, and that was Heartbreak okay. Warfare. Which but was, it's like one of your favorite books, well, right? Yes. That was also recommended in that TikTok, and Heartbreak Warfare was my favorite read out of all of 2021. So mm-hmm. I have been waiting patiently to be able to dive into another trauma bond. Now, in this book... My general understanding is that two people are kidnapped, and I don't know, like trigger warnings galore. It's like <laughs> awful, okay? I don't know. The The cover image is like two hands, like intertwined, holding hands together, and then there's chains wrapped around the arms. Oh, my <laughs> Me- goodness. Talk about gritty. <laughs> Meg is out. I am excited, but I think it's going to be like a hard read. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that one is Still Beating by Jennifer Hartman. Another one on my Kindle is called Run, Posey, Run by Kate Wells. And this was recommended on the Faded Mates podcast. So I I get my book recommendations from Faded Mates, from TikTok, and from followers usually Mm -hmm. oh and from um the idea of you which is a book 
mm-hmm. that I have loved. The Idea of You has a Facebook group. What? The Idea of You Facebook group, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did I know that? I, well, I, I feel like this is brand new information to me. Okay, well, I've, okay. Been, I've been in it for a long time. And, okay. <laughs> and they, because The Idea of You is a very specific kind of book sure yes it's age mm-hmm. gap it's heartbreaking it's like it's very open door and so sometimes there'll be re- book recommendations in there like if you mm-hmm. liked the idea of you try yes. xyz yeah. so read a likes yeah mm-hmm. okay so run posy run was recommended on the faded mates podcast and it was in their best book list of 2021 oh dang yeah. okay it's on kindle limited it's a mafia romance and i I don't really remember what they said about it, but I looked up the description, and this is one a quote from the description. It says, Dario is no storybook hero. He's a psychopath, and he can't decide, kiss me or kill me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Be- I can track with that. Best read of 2021? I mean, I on mean. the list? Yes. And they read a lot. They know the whole spectrum of what's available every year. So if it landed on their best reads of 2021, I'm sure it's excellent. I would rather read a mafia romance than a trauma bond. So I'm interested. Well, I'm interested too. Okay. So another one, this one came from the Idea of You Facebook group. It's called Always Meant to Be. I do not know how to pronounce this author's name. Siobhan Davis, S-I-O-B-H-A-N. I think it's Siobhan. It's uh, (laughs) Celtic, Gaelic. It's like Irish. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I would not have known that. I Yes. I, I'm, I'm. I think it is. Okay. I'm sure people are yelling at their phones at us right <laughs> Probably. now. Okay, it's called Always Meant to Be. This is an age gap. He's only 18, so I don't know. Um, and he is uh, her son's best friend. Oh, no. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> but apparently it dives into some, like, heavier issues of, like, substance abuse and um, okay. addiction, some other things. Okay. Still not going to read it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I have two more. And as as always, I love that you love it. And whatever, whatever is, you know, whatever's the hook that gets you reading, great. Okay. It's just definitely not for me. Well, I might not love it. And you know, I do, I do love an age gap, but (laughs) I don't like it when the older one knew the younger one at like yes. a really young age. So you. I'm hoping that if this is like fr- um, son's best friend, it's like best friend he met at college. Not like I hope best so, friend so much that like the, he was they in, grew up together. Yeah, no, because oh, I can't God, do that. No, I can't do no. that. I, I, no, no, okay. no, no, no. Again, Meg, I haven't read any of them. You haven't read them. I'm you not recommending them. them. They're just on no. the list. It's, it's on the Kindle. It's waiting for you. Okay. So I have two more to share. Okay. Okay. Well, I have more, but I'm cutting it down to two. Okay. <laughs> Marriage for One by Ella Mays. This is a marriage of convenience book. Um, so it is two strangers that are getting married because she there's like somebody died and it's in the will that like her husband can uh-huh. have the property, but it's willed to her husband, but her engagement got broken off so she didn't actually get married and so the lawyer that's like part of the firm that's handling the will he needs um 
I can't handle this. I can't say it without laughing. But, like, he needs to, like, look like he's a family man. So he needs people to, he needs a date to, like, come to events with uh, him and yes. give across that impression, impression okay. that he is, like, a good quality, upstanding, married, family man type person. Got it. Yeah. I can track with that. I've seen this one a lot on TikTok. And okay. apparently there's a lot of angst. And I love. I love. Uh, yes. That is, when, that is where our interests definitely intersect, is we both love an angsty love story, I, for sure. I, that, this is what I started with. I started with this one. He's yeah. like, he doesn't say very much. He's very, like, cold and standoffish. And she's like, I don't understand what's going on here. This is ridiculous. But I want to open a coffee shop and I need the property, yada, yada. It's all, like, for right. romance reasons types of nonsense. Sure. For romance reasons, yes. Love so it. So that's what I started with. And so far, what, it's really good. Tell me what, tell me what it's called again, because I really Really may check that one out. Marriage for one. Marriage for one. Okay. okay. And then the last one that I have on my list is called Lotto Men by Anne Denton. Now, this okay. one was recommended by a superstar. Now, here's a... <laughs> Here's a funny story about this uh, this particular superstar. Every time she sends me a DM on Instagram, which is kind of on the regular... Mm-hmm. I, I always think that I'm getting a message from the previous bachelorette, Hannah Brown. <laughs> Her name is not Hannah, okay? And it, it's not okay. even Brown. It doesn't even start with an H. But that, like, little tiny profile picture, yes. she looks so much like Hannah Brown in that photo that, like, Nearly every time I open my DMs, I, it catches me off guard that it looks like, like, oh, there's Hannah. There's it looks Hannah. like it finally happened. <laughs> Hannah found me. She's messaging me. <laughs> so she told me about this book and she says to she said to me, if anyone asks you who recommended this book, tell them it was Hannah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So this is how Hannah described the book to me. Okay. She sent me a message with a picture of the book and then said, OMG, reverse harem. <laughs> okay. That's on our tropes list it, for the year. It is. And I think that's I why gotta she find was, one. I think that's yeah. why she was reading it. Okay. She said, small towns, gr- small town girls, BFF, wins the lotto. She stages a bachelor style event on a private island for her friend to find a reverse harem and ends up falling into one herself. It's the first in a two book series that are both on Kindle Unlimited. It's very open door and pretty silly. She appreciated the book because a lot of the reverse harem books that she saw recommended on TikTok were leaning more like dark and gritty. And this one felt a lot more rom-com fun. Okay. And yeah, so she picked yeah. it up, and apparently it's worth reading. So I have it on my list. We'll check okay. it out. Okay. And it's called Lotto Men, like lottery, like Lotto yeah. Men? Yeah, L-O-T-T-O. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fun. I love this book list. Yeah. Well, except for the one age gap one. <laughs> well, okay. I will report back to you what the circumstances were of how old he was when they met. Yes, you absolutely should do that. Also, you have a new like sort of like self-care slash adulting slash this is not my favorite thing, 
but I'm doing it because it's good for me thing. Sure. We can kind of hint at that. Okay. I I started doing physical therapy for my shoulder and I've been doing it for about a month now. Meg, this is not fun. I am not Mm -hmm. not enjoying this. Yeah. My shoulder started to feel sore in the summer of last year. So 2021. And it got, like, increasingly worse with limited mobility. My range of motion was really limited. I had a lot of pain. Sometimes I would, like, do random things that would just hurt a whole lot. Like, I remember I was standing in my kitchen one time talking to my mom, and I just, like, gestured with my hands, and it sent shooting pain into my shoulder. Mm, I mean, just, like, crazy. So. The physical therapist has said that I have frozen shoulder. It basically means that, like, I had a lot of tightness, like, other places in my body. And then it, like, resulted in, like, tightness in my shoulder. And then it, like, clamped up. And now I have, like, shooting pain. And they just have to stretch it out. So I went through the process of them, like, realigning a lot of joints in my body. He he said that, like, my... He asked me, like, if I had injured my collarbone at one point because, like, my collarbone Mm. on one side was all out of whack. I don't know. I walked away from my first couple appointments just fascinated at how humans can be experts at such specific things. Yes. It's so amazing. Yeah. He, like, barely was, like, pushing on my back and, like, feeling how each one of the joints was moving and could tell me what was wrong with my body. That's incredible. My first session, he spent an incredible amount of time on my right ankle when I was there because of my left shoulder. It was fascinating. So we went through this, like, adjustment period where he was, like, micro-adjusting my body. Then Mm -hmm. we went through, like, um, like, a strengthening time because, like, my arm actually is incredibly weak as I have been mm-hmm. favoring the other side and I can't right. do as much with it. It's right. actually like embarrassingly weak. Um, and now we're at the point where he's like just stretching the dickens out of my arm and it yeah. hurts so bad. Yes. Yeah. But it's for the bigger purpose of healing it. Yeah. So that you can not have that shooting pain. I don't know. And that, other problems. I mean, it's not, it's not really, it's, it's not improving very quickly. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty defeated. And that moment, it yeah. kind of depends on like, I think where I am in my monthly cycle. <laughs> well, for sure. With yeah. how much uh, tolerance I have for yes. my discouragement, as well as like how therapy went that day. I'm going three days a week. And <gasps> oh gosh, that's a lot. It is a lot. It yeah. is a lot. And I'm going mostly when Isaac is in preschool. So I've pretty much eliminated like Ugh. all of my previous yes. like alone time. And it really is trickling into like other areas of my life that I can feel like mm. I'm not getting as much blog work done. I'm not I'm like more tired. I just feel more well now and stressed out. It is all for the good, but man, it, I just, it's already been like four weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's a lot. It is a lot. 
I'm not okay, very I'm happy sorry. about it. So I can see why. All the prayers that why. like my shoulder will miraculously start feeling so much better. It, it's yeah. It's really kind of crazy some of the limited mobility that I have. <laughs> well, we have had a similar experience. Kyla and I both have started seeing a massage therapist, but not for like the relaxing kind of massage. It is therapeutic massage. So in some ways, it sounds very similar to what you're experiencing with physical therapy. Both of us have these chronic pain things that are related to muscles and joints and old injuries and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And we love our massage therapist. She's amazing. She's been training for years. She knows how to do all different modalities of massage. But for each of us at our first appointment, when she started, she looked both of it. We were there individually, but Mm -hmm. for each of us, she was like, this is not going to be pretty. And this is going to hurt. Like, Mm -hmm. so that we didn't have this expectation of like, Oh, I'm going to go in for a relaxing massage because we knew, we knew going in, like we both need therapy on these muscles. And it was the same thing. Like you said, she was able to tell by just pushing and putting, you know, different ways our muscles responded, joints responded to different things. She knew pinpointed exactly where the sort of big problem area was in working on them. And, it is, it's like a very intense hour with her, very intense. But then we both leave going like, okay, all right. Because for us with the massage therapy, even though it's really, it can be really painful during her actual therapy, then afterwards it's like, okay, I'm not, I don't have to deal with this chronic pain for a little while. And then we make another appointment and go through all of it again. Oh, man. <laughs> That's so so good. But I tell you what, it takes a lot of like mental fortitude, I think, to like work through some of these things, even some even beyond like the discouragement about my progress. I also find myself kind of discouraged by um, Okay, this this could maybe sound rude, but I find myself a little discouraged by the other people that are there. Okay. Um, like I had a couple sessions that that were at six o'clock at night. And mm-hmm. that was a very mixed group of people. But then mm-hmm. mostly I've been going now more like mid-morning. And, yeah. you know, retired people don't work mid-morning. So they can mm-hmm. like go. And mm-hmm. so sure. there have been times where I'm like everybody in the waiting room is like 70 o- or older. And, yeah. and then it's like yeah. me. And I was like, yeah. how did I end up here? Like, am I? <laughs> like, like, and I don't mean that to be rude, but like there have been like, like just bless their hearts, these like old folks. And I don't know what their ailments are, if they had surgery, if they had a fall, who knows what their problem is. But they are like limping around this physical therapy room. And I just have to like really kind of put my blinders on and say, okay, this is not necessarily a look into your future. You are not in the same boat with them. Like, Like their situation is their individual situation. People of all ages, shapes, and sizes come to physical therapy. You are not an 89-year-old elderly woman. Like, like there, <laughs> like, like there is hope for you and there's hope You've for them. Got some time but ahead of you. Yes. Can I I mean, does that make sense? Like, I'm not trying to be rude. Yeah. No. But I do kind of like think to myself, how did I already end up in this scenario when I'm like looking around and I'm literally decades, decades, decades younger than everybody else in the room. And I'm like, what, what has happened here? What is wrong with my, why is my body already falling apart? I mean, bodies fall apart is the thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> which is discouraging to confront. It really is. But it could be that there are more people that are in our age group that need it, that either don't have access to it, can't make it work in their schedule, or avoiding it because they know it is going to be painful to go through. Um, so yeah, there may be more people out there that look like you that could be going in to get that thing treated, which honestly, I, the thing I'm getting treated for in my hip and leg, I should have gotten treatment for a long time ago, but I've been putting it off for years. So I, it's, so, it's so shallow. I, I don't know if that I really maybe should change the time that I go. I think it would be better for my. <laughs> well, for then my you would get your state. Isaac at school time back, too, if you changed up your time. So. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for sharing all of that stuff that's been going on um, in your life. I did want to share a little bit with the superstars um, some about the past month in our family's life. So um, obviously, I'm going to be talking about the passing of my mother. So if you're not in a great mental space to talk about grief and dying and parents, losing parents, those types of things, this would be a good time for you to go ahead and wrap up your time with this for this overflow. Um, and I, you know, I'm not going to go too in depth into it. There is a lot of stuff that has come to the surface that I'm like, eh, I'm going to go ahead and need to start back with some therapy appointments, some actual talk therapy, not just massage therapy. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, the crazy thing about um, losing someone in your family is, it's not crazy, but I think it's maybe the one of the more unexpected things, though I know it's common, is how family dynamics can come to the surface and um, issues that you kind of don't think about or don't deal with on the day to day suddenly become like really big issues. And so some of that stuff, I'm like... I could probably use a little professional feedback on some of this, or at least being able to talk to somebody who's like totally not attached to any of the yes. people in the whole situation, yes. you know, to talk through some of that. Um, obviously, the last month has been extremely difficult. Um, it's one of those weird situations where my mother's health has been very bad for years, Um when I was growing up, even though she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was two, it was the kind where it basically didn't affect her that much on the day-to-day. -day. And then in 1997, she was in a really terrible car accident, and it like sort of triggered the kind of multiple sclerosis where it you just go downhill really quickly. Mm. Um, and so she has not been doing great for a while, for most of my adulthood. And then when they moved to Oklahoma City – like in March of 2020, April 2020, that was when, like that move for some reason just really did her in. And so she had not been able to really leave the house and go out and do things except for doctor's appointments for a while. So it's kind of one of those things like we knew her health was getting bad, but in no way did I think when 2022 started, like this is it, this is the last you get with your right. mom. I had no expectation of that. It's also weird to lose a loved one to COVID because I want to be like, she was vaccinated, everybody. Like, I mean, of course she was. She was, had the vaccine, had the booster. She was literally the reason, patients like her, people like her, were the reason why we had lockdowns because she was incredibly immunocompromised. She was literally on a medication for her MS that intentionally lowered her immune system's ability to respond. And so... It's hard to talk about that in terms of like, here we are as the, we're, we're two years into the pandemic, into the COVID pandemic, and 
um, you know, so many people have died. And um, we kind of feel like, okay, are we finally getting to the end of this? You kind of, we felt like we were sort of out of the danger zone. And so for a lot of reasons, even though, like, it wasn't a complete shock as if, you know, when someone dies in a car accident or has a heart attack and dies. Um, it just also was like, we just didn't think that this was going to be like she would that that getting COVID would be deadly for her. Um, right. I mean, so it's, that's been it's like it must feel so frustrating that as so many of us are starting to feel like there's actual light at the end of the tunnel again. I mean, I know we felt that way before at other yeah. moments during the pandemic, yeah. but like hopeful that this mm-hmm. is perhaps truly um, closing in on the end for us. And then you have a loss like, like now, like right when like restrictions are being lifted and masking is, right. is really being um, dismissed and not required nearly as much. And people's attitudes in general are just like, okay, like I'm just over this. Like we're just done. Like so many people got um, COVID during Omicron. And so there's probably a lot of mm-hmm. feelings of like, well, now I have natural immunity on top of any vaccination I may have, like, we're just like, we're, we're done. And you're like, right. well, okay, that's great. Like, the world's done. But like, mm-hmm. but then like, my mom just died from COVID. Yeah. So like, right. our grief from all of this is truly just beginning. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I will say, you know, it's kind of one of those very human experiences that there have been some very, very obviously dark, painful moments, but there have been a lot of moments of just like tenderness and light in the world. Her doctors and nurses at the hospital were amazing. I still remember them all by name. They were so compassionate, so deeply caring. Um, So that's been just, that was such a gift in her last weeks. And then, gosh, just the generosity of people has been so, so amazing and so heartwarming. Um, I definitely have had some struggles with, not necessarily like with my faith, but with the practice of Christianity and in certain segments of it. And I know you kind of touched on this years ago when we talked about your miscarriage and how Christians can sometimes skip over the hard part to get to the happy, (laughs) which has been very, I have one family member in particular who will not engage in any part of the sadness of this loss. It's all conversation with this person is completely focused on the fact that, you know, well, she's healed now, she's not suffering anymore. And that's been really frustrating for me because this person was not here in her final weeks and did not experience the way I did up close and personal her actual physical suffering in her last weeks. And also, like, my suffering, (laughs) you know, which is very dismissive of your feelings. Exactly. And so I, and I try, again, this is like some of the stuff I probably need to go to therapy about, but um, I I do try to hold space for the fact that everybody absolutely experiences grief and loss in the same way, and not, not in the same way, in totally different ways, absolutely different ways, and that that's, that may be for that person the way that is the most, um, how can I say this, the most 
natural for them to to experience loss is to only focus on the um the afterlife and the the oh, the healing and um and her experience of not being you know suffering with not only covid but also how long she suffered with ms but this person also has not ever acknowledged like that must have been very hard for you or this you know must be particularly painful that um you know, that you were there in the final day, weeks and days and moments, and you were there when she passed. And like, there's been no conversation about that, which I would never trade any of that, but it was very difficult, as you can imagine. And so I've kind of had to decide for some people, like, I just can't, like, I'm not in a good space to continue these conversations where it's only talking about how she's in heaven now and she's with my grandparents and, you know, peace and love and joy and eternal reward and all of those things. But having said that, I have found a lot of solace in my faith in the sense, especially Catholics. Catholics will talk to you about suffering all day long. <laughs> that is a huge part of the reason why Catholics have crucifixes with the body of Christ so prominent in Catholic churches is to remind us that Christ identifies with us in our suffering and that he invites us to unite our sufferings to him. And so in that sense, my faith has been a great comfort because I feel like even if people in my life, like flesh and blood people cannot um, exactly, you know, sit with me in the suffering part of it, that this very ancient aspect of the Christian faith totally acknowledges it and totally embraces it and is like, <laughs> will sit with me with it. So uh, this, uh, this makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's like not your intention at all in no, sharing yeah. the story. Um, but it is so selfish for somebody to not acknowledge your your grief in the in the process. Um, of course, yes, it is comforting that she is no longer suffering. She is healed. There is going to be a holy reunion someday for mm -hmm. all of you. But that um to so clearly just dim dismiss your earthly emotions about this yeah is really yeah. quite immature it's really mm. quite immature and um you just have to think and assume that this is the coping mechanism that they need in order yes. to get through this and um that this is what is getting them through as hurtful as it is to you. It's really not about you, but it's about right. them trying to get yes. through it. Um, yeah. Which, you know, it's okay. Like people in our lives can disappoint us and not always give us what we need because that's not clearly, that's not what you need. You don't need just right. all this, what you could maybe even call toxic positivity. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't need all this right now. You need somebody to sit right. with you and it's, it's okay that like not everybody gives that to you, but I'm assuming that, and you haven't talked to me about this outside of the podcast. So right. I don't know anything more than what you've just said, but the fact that it's worth bringing up, makes me assume that this is somebody in your life who's significant enough that you would have hoped for more. Yes. And yeah. and maybe is not 
somebody that you can like so easily just like dismiss. Like, you know, if it's like an right. acquaintance at church who says something like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be like, OK, well, yeah, right. I'm not going to go to you like when I'm having like a really right. down day and can't stop crying. But maybe this is somebody that you yeah. would have or hoped that you could have leaned on more. So I'm really sorry. I'm sad to hear that yeah. somebody so important to you is not um, meeting your needs in the way that you need them to. Um, yeah. And, and it, but it no, can be really difficult to, to form those boundaries around those people when they're like right. important or yeah. like they're close to you. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, and I, I, I hate this for you, though. I, I'm sorry. Well, this Thank you. Thank you for hearing me on that. <laughs> Truly, that does mean a lot. And I and I absolutely you you really were perceptive in, in recognizing that this is more about them and their process and where they're coming from. Um, but it, yeah, it's just kind of one of those complicated dynamics that comes to the surface. Um, and I will say too that truly, truly so many people, so many people have checked in on me, just sent me texts and been, you know, very much there to talk even through, you know, the the difficult, the awkwardness. We've talked about this. Grief is so awkward and have been able to push through the awkwardness to talk and have real conversations. And that has been tremendous. Um, I definitely have gone through a time of like, I picked the stupidest job in the world. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, just like, because I'm like, uh, how am I going to talk about things that are awesome when like nothing feels awesome right now? Mm. I have been like, really, truly, I know I'm definitely still in that numbness phase of grief. I mean, I've definitely have shed a lot of tears, had a lot of sadness, but I, I know that, again, we've talked about grief isn't linear. It can come in waves. It can come in cycles. Um, but I also am just like, ugh, just like nothing feels right. Everything feels upside down. Definitely nothing feels awesome. How am I gonna, how am I gonna do this job? <laughs> but one thing that has kind of inspired me at the same time is my mom was a person who, no matter what the circumstances were, she very rarely complained. And she just loved to do stuff. She loved to learn things. She, even when she was housebound and wheelchair bound, she would just find things that were just like interesting that she would get into. Um, for example, like last year for Mother's Day, my mom loved animals. This was something that really came on in her later years, not so much when we were kids. She loved, loved, loved animals. She watched like Animal Planet all the time. She had um, like magazine subscriptions that feature animals. I, so last year for Mother's Day, I got her this National Geographic like coffee table book. Mm. This was just, it's like thick and it's just pictures, pictures, pictures of animals. And she would just sit and look at those pictures and read the captions and those types of things. And I mean, that's just one example. She also, when she was a little bit more mobile, she loved to go to the mall and get her nails done at the nail salon. She's just like whatever she was able to access that brought her happiness. She was all about it. So I'm definitely kind of like taking inspiration for, for that. Oh, that's really for, like, sweet. And you know, Meg, yeah. like, I so much that I have learned about this podcast is not just that there is ministry in the serious episodes that we've done that have 
educated or supported or helped up, uplift people who are going through bad times, but that there is true ministry in the stupidest stuff <laughs> yes. that you and I have said. You know what I mean, right? Yes, in it's the so way true. That so many people have said, I was having such a bad day. I really yeah. needed this laugh. Or um, I'm going through such a hard time right now. I just really appreciate that I could check out of all of that trauma and toxicity for a moment and just just like just yes. check out and just have something entertaining to listen to. And yes. there really is ministry in in both. And that's something that I love so much about Sorta Awesome is that we can yes. minister in the heavy and we can minister in the light. And yes. I hope that as you continue to produce and host shows that you can feel All of that ministry in both of these things as you're holding them both in your hands. Yeah, yeah. I really have, I have thought about that a lot because in my own, you know, stressful times, I have found myself just like wanting to listen to and find things that are totally lighthearted and totally fun, just to kind of like escape a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I have thought about how many times people have messaged us through the years and said, you know, I was going through this really difficult time myself or with a family member, whatever. And you guys kept me company and kept me laughing. And so that has definitely helped kind of invigorate me to be like, okay, yeah, I can keep doing this. I can keep going on. This is this is totally what I'm meant to be doing. So, But when you're the one really in good. charge of making that ministering light content, even that can maybe be a bit difficult. <laughs> yeah. A bit yeah, difficult definitely. during these times. Yes. So anyway, this was a difficult month. Um, I was so, so, so grateful for um, – uh, in-person community and friends who were there to support us through the um, through the visitation and the funeral. Um, Laura Tremaine flew in along with our dear friends Jamie and Andy from high school. The three of us were there. The three of them were there. Joined us, joined my family for her funeral, which was like amazing and so unexpected. Um, and then the support of the awesomes coming in with so much generous, like financial, practical support. It's been overwhelming. I genuinely feel like I will spend the rest of my life just like paying it forward because we were just shown so much generosity, so much love and compassion. And so that's definitely been a huge, huge bright spot in the midst of all of this. Meg, I'm laughing because (laughs) all that generosity was the awesomes already paying it forward to you. You've already (laughs) brought all of that light and love into their lives. And so you... That's that's where that all came from. Yes, that's so true. That is true. And I it's really hard to just like accept that and say, okay, I can see that. But I I know that's right. And you and Kelly like totally stepping up and being like, oh, it's fine. We'll just record these episodes ourselves. It was fun. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was so, so amazing. So yeah. Okay. We love you, Meg. Well, thank you. I definitely feel it. I really do. In a lot of ways, I have truly felt like the Spirit of the Awesomes kind of like supporting me all along the way. So anyway, that is March 2022 for us. I'm so thankful for our superstars who stick by us through thick and thin. And um, yeah, just so thankful for your ongoing support. Rebecca, again, thank you for taking time in your schedule last minute to just sit down and be like, yeah, let's do an overflow real fast. Sure. Not, yeah. Never real fast when the two of us get on a microphone. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Definitely not. 
All right. Well, superstars, thank you again so much for your support. We love you dearly. We're so thankful for you. Thank you for listening. And we'll see y'all next time. 